0: Chapter 7 Memories of Kaya Kaya! You can't die! She couldn't be dead. I didn't have mom. I didn't have dad. I was alone on this ship. I... she just couldn't be dead. But that was not the time for thinking of myself. Kaya had given an order. Klaus! We have to abandon ship! He was as calm as I was, frantic. He just stood looking at his old craft in the capture bay. I abandoned the Laco once before. I'll not do it again. I took a second to think. There didn't seem to be an immediate danger except for the poison running in Kaya's veins. Maybe the virus that killed her was contagious, in which case we should stay on board and keep it from spreading. Maybe, maybe the memory that killed Kaya was about a time when they had to evacuate. That made sense with what crazy old Kloss said. Great, I was stuck with a senile old man on a ship full of greasy mechanics. But for how long? What was I going to do without Kaya? Is she dead? I asked Kloss. When he didn't answer, I turned back to her. You can't be dead, Kaya. You're all I've got. Then you're in deep trouble, kid. She was alive. She was alive and as sardonic as ever. I wanted to give her a big hug, but I'm sure she would have smacked me upside the head if I did. Our reunion was short-lived as Kaya got to her feet and brought up a new subject with Kloss. Admiral Moria. Yes. Was my father? Yes. And the treasure? You must be careful, Kaya. Once word gets out that you're his daughter, you'll never have a moment's peace. But I wasn't finished remembering. More memories will come. And there are more vials. Where? Scattered throughout the galaxy. I picked up the tiny thing. Talk about a needle in a haystack. They're coded for your DNA. So for anyone else, they're just a virus. Then, with a look to me. A very bad virus. I got the message and put it down. Klaus got the same faraway look he had while Kaia was unconscious. It was a mess, Kaita. Everything went wrong, except you got away. In the final moments, that's all we were fighting for. What the hell was he talking about? Kaya wasn't cluing me in, so I just had to listen and try to put the pieces together. Is he alive? I assumed she meant her father. Probably not. Probably? No one knows for sure. Most of the crew are gone or are in hiding. Admiral Gahn hunts us down like dogs. It occurred to me so suddenly that I blurted out, That man Gone tortured and killed! This brought Klaus back to the here and now. Nozalki. Yes. He was one of our crew. Good man. He raised his glass in a toast. I thought of Dad and raised mine as well. To all good men. It was the first toast that I'd ever made. He and I drank, which was a mistake for me. While I tried not to cough up a lung, Kaya looked into her empty glass. She had been quiet for the short time I'd known her. But now, she seemed contemplative. Klaus guessed at what was on her mind. Each crewman was given a vial. I'm sure that Nazelki kept his safe. The map! That's what was on the map! I was so excited. Pirates? Treasure? A map? I was living the cliché. Just then, Klaus's androgynous secretary came in. Klaus held up his hand to silence us. Nika, report. Nika's voice did nothing to help me figure out its gender, but it did match the sneaky persona. Physical repairs to the Leko have been completed. The new NAVCOM is downloading the... Latest standard galactic operating system. The ship will be ready for release in... I'm in no hurry to get to Kassiri. We could... Kloss cut her off with a hard look. Nika took this all in, then continued. The download will take twelve merchant hours, and we are coming up on the end of shift. Kloss turned to us and spoke formally. Kaya, you and your passenger will spend the night aboard your ship. You will shove off when your nav comm is loaded. We will have no further contact. But Kaya was hesitant, which wasn't like her. Klaus gave no sign he noticed Kaya's dilemma. Instead, he dismissed Nika with a firm thank you. When Nika left, Klaus dropped his formal pretense. You can't stay here, Kaita. It's too dangerous. We... Klaus, would hear no argument. It's not safe for us to be together. He opened his office door, inviting us to leave. Nika was standing outside. Kaya showed no sign of leaving. Klaus made his case plain. If I'd known it was you, I wouldn't have come. He was trying to look stern and uncaring, but I think he failed. Still, if he had to put on this much of a show, Kaya wasn't going to rip down the curtain. Nadir, we're leaving. I hopped, too. As I pulled up beside Kaya, she quietly asked Klaus, How can I get in touch with you? He leaned over to whisper to us, I'm in the book. On board the Leko, I knew the ship had a name. We had no power. What little illumination there was came by way of Klaus's running lights and the blue glow of the repaired navcom. Kaya didn't say a thing, just grabbed a bottle from her kitchenette and disappeared below deck. I went to finish up the new outfit Kaya and I had been working on. Before I knew it, I was asleep. Bad dreams woke me up. No surprise there. I went to use the head, which was a lot easier when there's gravity. When I came back, Kaya was sitting on the floor in the hall, dressed in another old T-shirt, her hair a mousy brown. She looked haggard. Apparently, that used to be my room, she said, before taking a long pull on the now half-empty bottle. Uh, uh, do you want it back? My memory was of a lost battle on board this ship. It felt like she wanted me to say something, but I wanted to hear her story, so I kept quiet. I was younger than you are now, maybe by half. The ship was being torn apart. The old guy here, Kloss, he was there, but a lot younger. He was telling Admiral Moria, he, he, was, he, he was telling my father, they had to abandon ship. Moria says, hold them off as long as you can, I have a treasure to hide. He made his crew fight to the death so he could hide his precious treasure. Next thing I know, I'm in his private office below decks. The great Admiral Moria, my father, has me wired up to wipe my memory. He says to me, I'm sorry, Kaita. It's for the best. (laughs) I must have known something about the treasure. So we had my memory wiped. For the best? You try waking up one day as a fully formed girl, having no idea how you came into the world, who you are, or how you got there. What do you say to a revelation like that? I chose nothing. So Kaya filled the silence with more of her story. You must have stuck me into an escape pod, because that's what I remember next. "'I looked out of its porthole back at the ship. "'Through the stern window, I could see Gon. "'He was just a captain then. "'He'd captured Dad and hit him hard in the face. "'Dad spun around from the force. "'I could see him see me. "'Gon noticed. "'He pointed me out to one of his men. "'I don't know who couldn't see his face.' God seemed to be telling him to go after me. I must have ticked out of there before he could catch me. I don't remember that part. I don't remember anything else about my life up to that point. I didn't know any of this until I stuck myself with that needle. Without looking at me, Kaya struggled to stand up. She looked as if she was carrying more weight than she could handle, even though the gravity was one merchant G. Get some sleep she said as she walked away toward her quarters. You're going to Kasiri in the morning. Warning. Zero G. Zero pressure in the capture bay in ten seconds. That came from Kloss's ship. I watched from the deck as his crew scrambled to cast off mooring lines, prepped to open the capture doors, and raced to get out of the bay. Longshoremen wearing spacesuits and carrying pikes stood by to cast off the last lines, and push us out into space. Amidst the hubbub, Nika, the sneaky secretary, ran along the pier. It pulled the hood of its cloak completely over its head, sealed it across its chest, and disappeared around the front of our ship. Nadir, Kaya was up on her disc, getting ready to sail. We'll be weightless for a bit until we're well clear of this junker. Hi, aye, aye, Captain. I don't know what made me say it that way, but it earned me a rebuke from Kaya. A captain has to have a crew. I am not a captain. I don't want to be. Got it? Yeah, sure. Guess I touched a nerve, huh? We lost gravity, and the doors to the capture base swung open with a little whooshing sound from the last bit of air escaping. I looked out once again on the Star Nursery and was reminded why this was one of Kaya's favorite spots. Cast off. Casting off, came a voice over a static-filled radio. Must have been one of the longshoremen on the pier, because as the ropes loosened from Kaya's ship, they gave them a tug, floating the lines out of our way. The longshoremen then used their pikes to push us out of the capture bay. When they did, I didn't move, but the ship did, right out from under me. It took me a second to realize that if I didn't grab onto something, I was going to slam into the dome. I put my foot against the main mast as it came my way, which steadied me nicely, at least until we cleared Klaus's ship. Rig for stern-thump, said Kaya, and the mast that was my support sprang to life. I was shooting toward the ceiling and out into space. I had to push off fast and made my way toward Kaya at the helm. Klaus, Kaya. Go ahead, Kaya. Even by his disembodied voice over the ship's speakers, I could tell he was in his formal mode. Thanks for the repairs, the drinks, and the history lesson. The thump is on me. Copy that. Good sailing, and watch your wake. Give us a shout if the weather gets rough. Aye, aye. Kaya let the conversation die. Then, ship, stand by stern thump on my mark. Standing by. Kaya looked back to see that Kloss's ship was folding up their capture bay and rigging their sails a beam of us. I had made my way to the command deck with less flailing and flopping than usual, but wanted to know. Can we turn the gravity back on? Not while we're this close to another ship. Makes sense. Don't want to pull into each other. But still, can't we just tick? She explained that ticks cause a big local disturbance, and that if you do it too close to another ship, you'd rip each other to shreds. A voice came over the speakers, not Kloss's. Leco Mariner. Go ahead, Mariner. I guess that was the name of Kloss's ship. We're rigged to thump. Standing by. Copy that. Thump's away. There was a little pop from the stern of our ship and Kaya turned to me. Nadir? Yeah? Hang on to something. A blinding flash of light filled my eyes, and I just managed to grab a railing as we accelerated at the speed of an explosion. My feet were parallel to the deck. My grip was loosening, my vision blacking out. All I could see was Kaya hanging on to her little rails and surfing her disc for all she was worth. One G. Gradual. My feet started to lower. But I had flipped over the rail, so if I let go, I'd drop to the main deck. I was just able to get a foothold as we attained full gravity. I climbed to the right side of the deck and said, Thanks for the warning, in my best sarcastic tone. Sure, no problem. I don't think she noticed. Have you got a sleeper on you? Yeah. I was wearing the little skirt and cape outfit we had fashioned. The night before, I added some pockets on the inside of the cape, one of which was just for sleepers. After my first tick, I didn't want to be caught short again. Have a seat and pop that sucker. We're ticking to Kasiri. I sat in Dad's chair. Mine now, I guess. And took out two sleepers. I offered one to Kaya, but she refused. Don't need him. I offered again. She refused again. When she'd finished programming the tick, she held her hand over the button and looked at me. Ready? Uh, wait. I popped the sleeper under my nose and took in the gas. Hello, Grandma, was the last thing I heard Kaya say as I fell dead asleep.